0: Welcome to the family with Ellie Nick,
1: co-host Catherine Brandt, Alex Brandt, Bernard Rasmussen, and sitting in for Andy Cassie Schrader.
0: We'll be right back with Hour Two with the family. Michael
2: Bryant, Brad
0: Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Thank you very
2: much.
0: He's belting it out, man. Belting
2: it
3: out.
0: And I would once again like to thank the Jewish for being with us today. I was saying
3: a Jewish president. He's he the the no, Jewish. they will never be a Jewish president because Italians and Jews just—they will never let him in.
0: Never let him in.
3: No. Really? Well, th- we how many forty six presidents? Has there ever been an Italian or Jewish president? No, no. There Very few even Italian mayors and, and stuff. Como got in there, which yeah, go We're not claiming.
0: No, he's, <laughs>
1: he's no thanks.
0: He, he's gone. We're not claiming him. I don't blame you. Uh, whenever I guess we're ready to go, you always ready. Oh, ready to go. Larry Strauss, ladies and gentlemen, with us. The book is called Light Man. Uh, you know, Larry, by coincidence, because I, I don't ever look ahead to see who's going to be on the show. I, you know, I see your name listed as our guest, but I don't ever look ahead because I, I want a fresh take on everything. And this is exactly the reason why I don't look ahead. I love Charlotte Ray.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he just goes, oh, uh-huh. thank you. <laughs>
2: I you yes, yeah, so
1: what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so do I. <laughs> point? So no, I it's so, my
2: mother. I have to tell you, my, my mom, when she... Um, You know, when she was older and no longer getting mobbed in public, she really, really appreciated the people who, you know, still said things and still had that sentiment. She didn't she didn't expect it. You know, she figured she'd had her run and it would all sort of fade. So, um, you know, so it's always nice for me to hear it because I know, you know, it always meant a lot to her. See, that's a wonderful, that's,
0: see, that's great, that's why I, and again, Larry, that's why I never look ahead to see what you're, you were going to be on about, because I wanted a fresh take on it, and it was just such a, a pleasant thing to see, uh, the Facts of Life, how, how, how many seasons, Facts of Life?
2: Uh, I don't know, it was like nine, eight or nine, I think she was on for seven, um, I don't know, I wasn't keeping track, I was a young man. You know, trying to make my way in the world. I was, (laughs) I let her do her thing. But, uh, but I was most of the 80s. I know that.
0: I, it was terrific. In his latest book, Strauss delivers wild humor with relentless humanity. We need more relentless humanity, by the way, Larry. So keep writing Absolutely. We do. And
2: wild humor.
0: And and wild humor, we need to. You're right. (laughs) Inspired by the Strauss. It's a great
2: combination. Uh,
0: this is, this is an interesting take on it. He shared with his parents some struggles on the behalf of their own real-life broken uh, son, his brother, and from d- three decades of Kafka, uh, teaching Kafka to inner-city students of color. Boy, Larry, that, that that's taking some that's that's taken some responsibility right there, pal.
2: Oh, teaching, yeah, no, it's a big responsibility. It is. I remember, uh, I remember when I was hired. This, um, you know, my first principal who hired me. It's like, you know, you take care of my babies. And, uh, I always took that very seriously, you know, these are, and now, you know, now I feel that way. Now I feel, you know, when a new teacher comes into the school, like, you know, you take care of these kids. They're my kids too. And, uh, you know, some of them, some of them are in their forties. <laughs> some of my kids <laughs> yeah. who I thought they're, uh, they're grown. They have their own kids that, uh, you know, they have grandkids and, uh, But, you know, they're still mine. You know, I still, you know, I worry about them and, uh, you know, want to make sure they're being treated right.
0: (laughs) I love this. In his fifth novel, Light Man, Larry Strauss has created a tragicomic meditation on manhood paying homage or homage or homage or how I, I hear that still however that you
2: pronounced. want to pronounce it
0: that's isn't it true Larry you <laughs> hear that pronounced three different ways still to this mm-hmm. day I think yeah. it
2: should be homage well that's homage, like yeah. it, I think because it's a French word some people homage. like to do the French pronunciation right. some people you know it's like the name Benoit some people are Benoit some people are Benoit yeah that's you know true. they go back with the French there's no wrong answer uh, Tom but,
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no wrong answer, that's exactly, there's no wrong answer, damn it, that's all we know. Um, Larry uh, has created a tragic comic meditation on manhood, paying homage to the quasi-dystopian New York City of his childhood, and this was late, where'd you grow up in New York City, Larry? Uh,
2: I grew up on the Upper West Side, um, but north of 96th Street, uh, mm-hmm. West 106th Street, which was, we had a, We lived in a beautiful building, but it was a neighborhood that had been in decline. Right. Now, now, right. of course, many years later, it's, it's all been gentrified. There's a doorman in our building. We used to my 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 parents actually started a building association when we moved there, and uh, just to guard the lobby against uh, you know criminals and stuff. So it was you know I remember growing I remember being like eight years old and hearing like machine guns outside of my <laughs> oh, <God>. building. <laughs> And That's when and and when we found out what it was it was it was uh police officers ambushing other police officers, like you know that was like the Serpico days of the New York city. Oh, sure. it, was, it was just you know and so you know for me growing up it all it just felt like I really just felt the city out of control, you know it was like a overrun with crime and pestilence and uh and it's just it, you know really made an impression on me and and the people who. You know the people who tried to find their way in the in that city and that's the two main characters in the novel are are two men just trying to figure out where they fit into this world and um you know where they fit with the women they love uh struggling to f- kind of find their own manhood in the God,
0: world it's so great larry we we were just talking about the fact uh we had a guest on earlier. I was talking about the fact my, my wife and I lived at Twenty Street and Second Avenue in the early eighties to the to nineteen eighty six, and mm-hmm. I got I got to tell you we loved living living in New York. City. We absolutely loved it. I thought it was wonderful.
2: Yeah, well, I didn't want to leave. I mean, that's the the irony of it is I, I didn't, despite all of it, despite you know <clears throat> growing up, you know, having to deal with getting mugged as a kid and and worrying about what streets were safe to go down. Um, I didn't want to leave. My family moved to L.A. in the mid-70s. You know, my mother, primarily because my, uh, the theater wasn't really, Just my mother just wasn't getting the parts that, oh. you know, that she'd been getting in the theater. And uh, she had friends out here who were telling her, come on out, you know, you're gonna, you can work in TV. Um, and, and, you know, she'd always, believe it or not, she'd always want to be a serious actress comedy sort of something that, that she was really good at and, you know, became known for, but she really had always seen herself as a serious actress. And so, um, you know, so she was, she was going to stick with the New York thing, but it, it just wasn't working out. And so she came out here and we moved in the mid seventies. I didn't really want to move. Um, uh, sure, I mean, it was beautiful sure. out here compared, you know, LA seemed like paradise, but I missed New York. I really, I really, uh, I really missed it. And so, you know, I've always had this kind of, you know, <clears throat> I didn't want to say love, hate, it's just a complicated relationship to the city. And, um, and so I've, you know, this is, so this is a book that's as much for me about that as it is, uh, as about the story and, and the themes and, you know, the, the, you know, be trying to love each other and trying to fix each other. Um, you know, I I have a I, I had a brother growing up, my my older brother, who was severely developmentally disabled, had a whole very complicated set of of challenges, and really my my parents, uh, you know, it was a tremendous struggle for them. It was kind of my mother's behind the scenes. I remember, you know, and I, I helped her write her her memoir, The Facts of My Life, uh, a few years before she passed, and yeah you know the opening scene of the book is her my mother at, at while well, she she was she was molly the the letter carrier on uh, Sesame Street right. working with all right. these bright kids, and, you know, but meanwhile, my brother was at Bellevue hospital and he was you know his his situation was deteriorating, yeah. and she' was really torn between being a mother and being this character who you know and and being an actress, and you know and and, and uh, you know, being this character for all the other children. and um you know, so my parents, you know, they spent a lot of their lives trying to trying to fix my brother and and uh, you know and and it was frustrating, but in the end, in the end, it's the act of the you know it's the love. it's the act of trying that matters. Yep. the result you can't always control. And so you know that was always a great source of inspiration to me. So I kind of modeled one of the one of the characters. Um, in the story is, is a man who he can fix. He's a, uh, he's really, he's a really clever guy. He can fix, you know, your toaster, your TV, you know, back in the seventies, remember when people actually got things fixed? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> things, things were worth <laughs> fixing. Yeah. And you know, he's, he were, he's, uh, he's the guy you go to in the building when your blender's broken or your radio doesn't work. He can fix anything, but he can't fix his broken son and right. killing him.
0: Larry, it's interesting because again, I don't look, uh, I don't read ahead, who, whom my guests are going to be and what they're on about. And in this case, I'm glad again, once again, I, that I didn't because I didn't know your mother was Charlotte Ray. But also, my father was um, paranoid schizophrenic. My father used to see and hear things. Uh, oh, wow. Seven years old, he was institutionalized. And he would wow. be talking to people that weren't there, and all the rest of it. So when I, when I saw that paragraph about the light uh, about Lightman, I went, "God, this, mm-hmm. this is going to be fascinating." Because uh, I know how that feels, Larry, and it does not feel good.
2: No, no, the powerlessness yep. over it, and yep. you know, just the tragedy of it, and, and um, uh, you know, and of course, I, I grew up. My the interesting thing from my perspective is. For me my brother my older brother was superhuman He was magical he could he could have conversation with a clock and seem to hear things that i didn't hear you know so for me um you know i didn't think of him as i mean i knew that i knew that that he had problems but i also that i you know that 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 word special that gets applied really was for me, really, as a kid, really was special. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but, but you know, as I grew up, I saw the world didn't really, didn't really value it. You know, he was, it was hard for him to fit into the world. It was hard for him, you know, to live in the world. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of the tragedy of it, too. And I, I think, <clears throat> I think we're finally just maybe starting to see this in a different way, you know, see people who are mentally challenged in a different way, but we have such a long way to go in terms of understanding or figuring out how to, how do you make their, their lives more meaningful and just better? I mean, especially if, you know, out here in LA, we see people who suffer mental illness on the street. And, um, you know, and I, you know, as, as as a child, of course, I always, you know, I always feared that that would be my brother. Um, yeah. You know, that, that if we, you know, if we didn't take care of him, he would be, that would be him as well. Um, and, you know, and then now as an educator, it's, uh, you know, it's it's something that we're finally starting to confront, you know, that we need to, we need to help our children deal, you know, help our students deal with their own challenges so they don't end up on the street one day. That makes sense. No
0: how how much older was your brother is your brother than you
2: he's three and a half years
0: three and a half years older so did you when you first became aware that he, he you know had some special problems did you look inward and go well well am i gonna is that gonna be me next am i gonna be like that am i going to end up uh i you
2: think know? yeah i think i i think i did i yeah. think i did oh, yeah. but i think mostly i think mostly though i <clears throat> you know as i said i i almost envied aspect of it you know the way that he could you know kind of transcend the world you know it was like uh and actually in in the in the novel there is a you know there are two brothers and the the younger brother who is the the autobiographical character um you know he's not a big character in the in the story but he at one point he is uh, he does articulate that he tells um, this, this this friend of his father's, um, you know, that he believes that his brothers come from another planet and that, you know, they need to find his the spaceship and fix it and go back because the planet he came from is better than this one. And that's, you know, that's kind of, that's, that's his, you know, that's his understanding of his brother, that his brother isn't, there's nothing wrong with his brother. He's just on the wrong planet. Right, right. It was so yeah. amazing about which, that, uh, you know. Which, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Oh, which you know, which is how it feels sometimes when you yep. you see, you know, if you get, if you get, if you get past, you know, our if if we get past our sort of our, you know, our fear, our 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 dread, our you know our the the tragedy of of someone with a severe mental illness. We get beyond that. We see, you know, they're not all the same, and they there is something special. And sometimes there's something, you know, very beautiful about them. There's, there's something beyond just, you know, they're crazy and, you know, or they're, they're threatening to us, but it's so hard to get past that. It's so hard to, to see that, um, you know, and that's, that's the tragedy. But, you know, I was able to see it in my brother, of course, you know, cause I love them and I live right. with him right. and, you know, our parents, and because, and because my parents, you know, Made it clear, you know, that that he lo- they loved him and they were going to take care of him. You know, my and the, my parents were told to get rid of him when he was when when oh, the God. doctors diagnosed him. Uh, that's what that's what people did. Yeah, they did. The great playwright Arthur Miller did that with his son. He institutionalized him from a young age because uh, not because he was a bad cruel man, because he was told to do it. But uh, my parents refused to do it. They, they would not give up on him. Well, the so. Kennedys
0: had, you know, was Rosemary, mm-hmm. was that her name? Mm-hmm. Rose, I Kennedy. Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it just, you know, it's interesting, Larry, talking to you has got my my brain just spinning, looking back on on you know, the unusual behavior and if your friends happen to be around and the way they reacted to mm-hmm. it. and Yes. Uh, isn't that an amazing thing to go through for a little boy?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't think it's ever, I don't think, you know it's always been with me oh yeah Uh, but of course as a teacher as a teacher it it you know it empowers you you know it's empowered me to protect kids from that kind of stigmatization and i mean i'm very sensitive to any anybody making assumptions about a student based on you know some aspect of them and so i'm very protective of kids who you know, there are ways that we bully people that we're not even aware of, you know, just making sure. assumptions about them. And so, <clears throat> you know, so I think that's I think I've been very sensitive to that. Although, I, I, you know, I'll say my I think my mother probably, you know, she was, you know, totally unashamed of my brother. Like and, you know, there were times. My, my, let yeah. me imagine this. Charlotte Ray. This is in her sixties. This is after the show, after she left the show. Um, going to visit my brother who was at a, a developmental center um, about an hour from L.A. And we used to take him out a couple times a month. We'd take him for steak and steak and lobster at a, like the Sizzler, and then we'd take him for ice cream. And we had this whole ritual. And we we go to the supermarket and buy him stuff you know that he liked that he could you know have the intervening. Um, you know, week, week or week, and um, she. I remember her dancing in the aisle with my brother. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, because oh, he just suddenly said dance. He just suddenly like something came into his head. and He just said dance, mm-hmm. and she just went with it. It's wow. like we're gonna dance in the we're gonna dance in the cereal aisle, <laughs> you know, and God. people walking by and just like, you know, and and of course, you know, there's something very beautiful about it. Okay. Nobody had anything negative to say or about it it was just it was a little odd for <laughs> sure and if they recognized odd. her it, really it's mrs garrett is dancing with <laughs> a very strange looking man yeah <laughs> it's like a, almost like a hallucination yeah but you know but there's something really beautiful about it too like that's you know mm-hmm. the people are people like we don't need to you know we don't need to stigmatize anybody for any reason. I agree. Unless they're hurting somebody, yeah, you know, there's, yep,
0: no question. Now, is your is your brother uh, still with us?
2: No, he passed away uh, about twenty two years ago.
0: The reason I ask you that, Larry, is that uh, I get a call one night. I'm Catherine, uh, Catherine, and our daughter are, are here. Today. Our son's usually here, but he just had a baby a couple of days ago, so he's not uh-huh. here. But I never got along with my father. Never. Until I figured out at seven years old, if I did stand-up in front of the TV and made him laugh, that he actually would laugh. Wow. That's the only connection I mm-hmm. had with him. I got a call one night. I was 30 to 32 years old. I got a call one night, and it said, your father is in the hospital, and he wants to see you. He's dying. And I said, he didn't want to see me. He never liked me. The only time we ever got along is when I was doing stand-up comedy, right? For him. We just—he never—he never like—he he never, doesn't want to see me. He wants to see one of my other brothers, right? And mm-hmm. and they said no. He wants to see you specifically. So I drove up to the hospital, it's about a half-hour drive, and the whole way I'm thinking, what is this all about, really? And I'm by far—I'm like five and a half inches taller than my other other brothers. I'm a—I'm much bigger than my other brothers. I got four brothers, and they're all at least five inches shorter than me, and you know they're just what? so. I get to the hospital. I walk in, and there's my father, 62 years old. He weighs 80 pounds. He's not going to make it more than a couple more hours or days or whatever it was. You know, within a few days, he's going to be dead. There's no question. And he had tubes down his throat, so he couldn't talk. So he had this pad, and he was writing on this pad for about a half an hour. And then the pad, he laid that face down on his chest, and he signaled for me to come over and get it. And I thought, what is he going to say on this pad? Is he going to tell me he loves me because he's never told me that before? Is he going to tell me, hey, I'm sorry for the way I treated you? Because he's never told me he's sorry either. I turned it around, and it was the fact that I was such a big person, it said, get me out of here. That's what it said on the paper. Uh, Isn't that an amazing? Uh, but you understand that, uh, that mentally ill people do think that way.
3: Did you get him yes. out of there? Yes.
0: In uh, a casket. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, no, he died. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Get what forty eight hours later.
2: No, because get yeah, get me out of there is. I mean, I, I actually went through that with my father when there. he was older. There he, you go. You know, he, he, would, he would he would get um yeah you know, he would get confused and he would get a little dementia and, and yeah I remember him being in the hospital and and saying the same thing but I and I understood it it wasn't just get me out of the hospital it was get me out of this. Get me out of all of it. All Get me of it. out of yeah. the <laughs> yes, state right. that my mind is in. Get yep. me out of old age. Like you know, just help. You know, yeah. you, that desperation. Can we help each other? And
3: uh, hey, maybe that's a good time. That maybe
2: LSD is useful. Yeah, yeah. maybe. There's I'm serious. Place. I'm <laughs> not yeah. kidding you. Maybe
3: right. LSD could be useful in that situation, man. It could be. You're Absolutely.
2: Right about I mean, if we're if we're using morphine and painkillers. Um, yeah, that's just you for know, the body, though. Yeah. Right? Why not? Why not um, help the mind go to another state? Yeah,
3: I think it could Good be point. something they should look into. You know, the great yeah.
0: thing, Larry, is someday you come to Minneapolis, you and I sit down and have dinner or lunch, and we'll just weep openly at the table. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Sounds
1: like fun. So
3: that's half the population here.
0: <laughs> and that's half the population. That's exactly right. Larry, I'm really, really happy that we had you on today because people need to understand what it's like to live in a home that it is not like everybody else's home. And everybody in the neighborhood knows your house is not like everybody else's uh, yeah. That's a lot on your shoulders, Larry, for a guy three and a half years younger. And a that lot
2: of people lot. on the street too. Yeah. Oh <clears throat> yep. yeah. No, the opening, the opening chapter is all about the park and being at the park and the kid, the six-year-old with the diaper has a conniption and you know oh, what God. happens and how people react oh, and how a God. father gets his son to calm down and how another man watching that is inspired and says, that's that's, I want to do that. I want to be that. I want to be a guy like that mm. who figured out how to calm his son down in the park when everyone's just staring at them. Yeah, you know, that's, I uh, that's know. where it all starts. Lightman.
0: <laughs> Lightman's the name of the book. Uh, you can pre-order it, Amazon. Uh, when's it available?
2: Uh, should be within weeks. Uh, the actually the e-book anyone who reads books um, on devices it's already available. Uh, in that format, the uh, the, the the printed book probably w- within uh, within a few weeks. And uh, I appreciate anyone who pre-orders. Um, uh, uh, do, doing a great a great favor to a uh, to a, to a writer with an in, independent press who uh you know doesn't have a big publisher behind them
0: it's a
1: great thing it's going to be released on thanksgiving
2: <clears throat> on thanksgiving
1: november twenty fifth but, but you can pre-order it
2: now oh yes I, yeah 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 pre-order and uh if uh, if anyone has a book club you know wants to read it for their book club and uh have me visit them virtually I will happily do that you can That's you know great. find me through twitter or You know, message me. It's not people always people who hate my USA Today columns always find a way to reach me. It's it's not hard.
0: (laughs) It's not hard. Larry, you got to go on a book tour and you got to come in the studio. We'd love to see you. All
2: right. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I would love to be there.
0: Thank you, sir. Have a good day.
2: Take care. You too. Bye
0: larry strauss it's s-t-r-a-u-s-s there are two s's s-t-r-a-u-s-s larry strauss it's called light man uh it's always interesting to talk to somebody who had a mentally ill family member because they do under man you go through the same things yeah just this bizarre behavior you know he was good though there was at one point he started cracking the voice a little bit you hear that
2: yeah, yeah it's yeah, hard indeed. to talk about stuff that's painful.
0: It is indeed we got to take a break and be right back right after this. Tom here for all my friends at profile we are running out of summer and rolling into fall kids are back in school and now it's time to finally do something for yourself. So maybe you're thinking it's time to get back on track with your health. Well profile can really help you out. Profile has a variety of plans to fit any budget and profile really works. I've been on the program for over six months. I've lost a ton of weight. I feel so good right now, and it's time for me to maintain taking all that weight off. You know what I'm talking about. Danette, my personal coach, will help me maintain my weight loss. She has so far done a great job. Profile has helped me and can help you too. So what are you waiting for? Set up an absolutely free, no obligation consultation today, and you will be glad you did. Visit profileplan.com forward slash twin cities for more details. In fact, use promo code Tom Barnard and save 100 bucks off your profile membership. What a deal! Check out profileplan.com forward slash twin cities. That's profileplan.com. is expensive enough.
2: I believe we're
0: oui. all leaving early. What time are you are right Nashville. <laughs> Gotta going. We're I have to open i are
3: gonna
1: Nashville. got to get going i to I'm gonna open this. Airheads like what? Okay, I oh, looked at God. that yesterday, and I was like, "White mystery. That's gonna be my like. I don't know.
2: Airheads was something that came out. I think when you were a kid. White I remember is, eating yeah. a lot
1: of airheads. But yeah, White mystery. I was like, that's like a somebody's drag name or something. Mystery. White Doesn't mystery. Have much smell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's not a lot of
3: smell. No, no smell. Here we go. White
1: mystery. Smell, What's the mystery? What could it be? What could it be?
3: Sugar.
2: <laughs> what? Sugar flavor.
3: Sugar flavor. Much of a
0: mystery there. it Guys, the literally
3: no flavor. It has no flavor. It tastes like sugar.
1: It's like gum. Like yeah. flavorless gum. That's what Gumb. candy no, is. is tastes sugar. like sugar. Oh. Sugar with garbage sugar,
3: in it. Do, do, <laughs> do, do, it's so do. good.
0: <laughs> uh, well,
3: it's
1: not good for you, but it is good.
0: A hell of a guest list today. I thought our guests today were terrific. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Really good time. time. Nice. Buddy White
3: was great. <laughs> Betty
0: White. she
1: really White. did Betty after Betty you White said that up. I'm like she totally does sound like Betty she, no, White
3: I pick up, up on voices quick and I'm like that's Betty White yeah.
1: I pick up that's something that I have too because like having dad be in voiceover and like hearing his voice oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really good at if I hear somebody's voice I'm like oh that's that guy from that movie or like you know whatever my favorite thing what Dave and I like to do is we when we watch TV shows we'll see an actor and we try and see what two actors, if they got together, had that baby, and that's the actor? And I, I just came across, uh, well, Jacob Fry, Mayor of Minneapolis. I'm like, God, he looks familiar to me, to like oh, an yeah. actor, and I couldn't figure out. He looks like a mix of Patrick Dempsey and Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Uncle Rico. So
3: I saw you went to see Dave Chappelle, and you know, yes. I was watching Dave Chappelle. And I, I, was like what I now when I you get a little older, and now when I look at Dave Chappelle, all I can see is Whoopi Goldberg, and that's and it sounds just like him too. She, he sounds like Whoopi Goldberg when he talks. He does. If you put You're a wiggle, right, on, right. a wiggle on on him, he would be Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, really? And you he think? sounds exactly like her. He talks. It's tentacle voice. Oh
1: God, that that show was so good, so good, and the documentary is really well. I I don't know where it's I is it going to be released on netflix
3: yeah it's on netflix yeah it is on netflix
1: oh oh, the new documentary that we watched the untitled oh
3: that
0: i yeah that's the one we screened at
1: the at the show it's a whole new documentary it's basically um when covid hit uh he wanted to keep working so in his hometown in ohio uh he created like this event and he just kept putting on shows he was bringing in different comedians uh you know like kevin hart chris rock bob saget um, so they're all in there, and Michelle Wolf, the yeah. comedian, she ended up. I think she was doing something with Dave Chappelle, and then the shutdown happened. So she ended up having to live with them because she couldn't get home. So she, you know, calling
0: Michelle Wolf a comedian is kind of a loose use. Yeah, usage. it's a stretch.
1: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you want to know what? Though uh, seeing her in this documentary kind of changed my perspective on her. Yeah, yeah. she
0: is not a nice person. Yeah, you in, do know that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, but in the documentary, because I I know that of her right. not being the nicest person to be around but in the documentary she was very pleasant in that oh, that's and, good. and just to kind of see you kind of get a better introspect on her inner personality versus like she's got a lot of insecurities i will just say that when
3: nancy was yeah. out of town she went and seen whitney cummings at a theater a larger theater and mm-hmm. she said, Whitney Cummings, after the show, stayed there till the very last person that took a selfie <laughs> with every go. single person in go. that theater. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's saying something. That's a no, You're right. You're, you're talking right about that. two thousand yeah. people. Yeah, hours. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's yep. that's to some.
1: I mean, I know, commitment
3: to your fans.
1: I never thought I'd see Justin Bieber Bieber perform live. <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> Bieber.
3: Justin,
0: I like Probably Bieber better. He's is from better. Canada. Yeah, oh, was it Justin Bieber and who else? Was somebody Usher. else? Usher. Oh, like Usher. I right. know. Yes. I
1: like. I keep hearing about everything that happened that night, and I'm like, "What? This even? What? Well, what? they kept it very located. key. All it said was uh, Dave Chappelle and friends. Now, like the the kind of the MC for the comedians was Jeff Ross. Yeah, so he was right, there. Right. Um, they had a another two other comedians, and then Dave Chappelle came out. We them. Or no, we watched the the movie. Then he came out. He kind of did some comedy, and then uh, Justin Bieber came out, then Usher, and then Dave Chappelle came back out, and he actually sang. Well, he was like, it, he can sing. No, no, oh, no. It I was, was more. Say, it was, was more of sing. a comical thing. But like, he wanted. To, he did uh, Prince's 1999. Yeah, he he did just a Prince thing, really? Yeah, he did. He wanted to. He loves Prince, and actually, they just posted pictures on Instagram yesterday. The whole crew for the show went in, uh, to Paisley Park um, and stuff like that. And we, they had, uh, I think her name was Ruth, Prince's assistant, longtime assistant, was at the show.
0: Oh, okay. Because
1: I guess Dave Chappelle became good friends with her. Um, there was a lot of other celebrities there and then they had uh george floyd's family was there um and some other prominent local people at the show but yeah it was it was very good i thought it was well done kevin just like it felt like it just wasn't going to end like it's like okay i don't want to leave yet what's going to happen next on stage but dave Chappelle, he was great and it was great to see him live that's a check off my bucket list right there you
0: know what's amazing about about it? he is smart enough he realized uh, all these people that went after him mm-hmm. when he just talking about the trans people and all that stuff, and he's actually very good friends with whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was smart enough to realize these frauds are white. I'm black. They're not going to come after me forever. This is going to last about two days.
3: Well, he also he also knows that controversy sells.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And then right. I'll
0: finish my <laughs> sentence. Uh, you're doing it again. Man. <laughs> you never ever let me finish my sentence. Why is young. that? Well, you you st- always do.
3: Cause you stop a sentence and then I you know. start again. <laughs> well, so I, know. I know. That's because I'm, I'm.
0: It's thought provoking.
2: No,
0: <laughs> so I just going to say very quickly that he that he knows that these people are cowards. The very mm-hmm. people that will rip you to shreds on social media are the biggest cowards on this planet because they never do it in person.
1: Yeah, and I think Dave Chappelle knows that. He knows he has millions of fans everywhere and he's just like I'm rich what are you gonna do you yeah, know I'm, I'm doing my thing yeah. this is my thing well, You know. He's right
3: well, and, same with Joe Rogan it's controversy itself. sells and
1: Dave Chappelle did not say anything negative about anybody at the show no and the first comedian that came out was a transgender comedian
0: yeah that's yeah they're right exactly
1: yeah I think her name was <clears throat> Pink Fox or Pink Pinky Fox or something like that she, hilarious I've never heard of her but she was hilarious and you know, I mean, actually, he was just kind of more pushing the whole George Floyd thing because, you know, he's in Minneapolis, and... What do you um, mean
0: pushing the George Floyd Well, thing?
1: It, it was part of his documentary that he did because when he was doing these events, that's when the whole George Floyd thing happened, and it blew up across the country, across the world. And um, for him to come here, he, he was just, he gave Minneapolis a lot of gratitude.
3: What venue was it at? Target Center. Oh, Target Center.
1: Yes, and I'll be going to the Target Center again this weekend. <laughs> what's, what's this weekend? AEW.
0: ADW?
1: AEW Wrestling. Oh, wrestling. I don't know, I was like, I don't know. Chris Jericho, AEW. Oh, it's Chris Jericho. Yeah. Wrestling. I don't
3: know anything about
0: wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's a new wrestling. As, as
3: your new DJ on KQ says, wrestling.
1: Wrestling.
3: What new DJ? Your new daytime DJ. What do
0: you Oh, Woody. Oh, yeah, he, Woody calls did, it he says wrass, wrestling. He calls yeah. it wrestling. A lot of
1: guys say wrestling on purpose. That's wrestle. <laughs>
0: yeah, because um, um, I used to hang out with all those AWA guys back in the day. So yeah. AEW is where's where, where that based it's out of? Well, it's just a
3: division, right?
1: Well, yeah, it's not part of WWF. It's right, a separate. Broke off. Yeah. I don't know. Do they call it a federation? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I a federation. World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. They
3: broke... Some wrestlers broke off. Wrestlers broke off.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's Chris, actually, Chris Jericho runs yeah. AEW. They, oh, he does. They okay. broke yes. off.
3: They had enough of the WW. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, like, they well, have their own, like... They have, like... Oh, God, I can't remember what is it usa on that network that they play AEW wrestling yeah, i don't know i'm don't not know. positive anymore it's it's so convoluted and the streaming and what networks are what is very hard to decipher but yeah so i'm taking my boys to go see some of that especially my youngest son who didn't get to go on the chris jericho cruise
0: yeah, oh yeah um, sure. and
1: he loves wrestling so i'm going to take him and he'll they will have a good time. So.
0: That'll be good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will tell you this: that all of my friends that I lifted weight, weights with back in the AWA, zero of them are still alive. They're all um, dead. Tough life. On it
1: on the cruise, uh Jake the Snake was there. Oh yeah. It's sad.
0: Oh, it's really sad. Really oh, yeah. he's, sad. He's around the bend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, you know, <clears throat> just yep. to kind of see see uh dead how frail walking? they look at that age it's <laughs> oh, just
3: right. it's true no it is. They look you're like right. dead man walking around yeah it's true well yeah. the
1: the hits and all the physical exertion that happens in wrestling it has to take a toll on your body and, it's probably like football and, i mean you're getting and, thrown around and drugs and drugs oh, and steroids and you know. mm-hmm.
0: don't yes. forget alcohol but
1: just the physicality of it has to play a huge part on you know, getting hurt constantly So then you have to take pain medication right, Then you get hooked right. on the pain medication Then you start well, self-medicating they don't, street,
3: they don't drug test in WWE, I don't believe
1: I have no idea <laughs> They didn't back then anyway No, they didn't Back, back then, then I think they didn't. Right. People well, were they, doing steroids
3: too So steroids take a big toll on the heart and Oh, all do helps. they ever And then and no street doubt. drugs on top of that A lot of cocaine was flowing
2: mm-hmm.
0: So I can't even imagine If I had done steroids How big I would have gotten because I got well, up to three seventeen without him. No, oh, I'd, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. But it uh, is a whole different world. It was fun back when we were in our you know thirties and forties. Mm-hmm. But once these guys hit their fifties, it starts falling apart. And if they get to sixty, good luck.
1: Yeah. It's
0: unfortunate. But Chris Jericho, he's a, he, I don't really know much about him. He's he, he's a pretty sizable guy. I'm assuming
1: he's not very tall but he's built
0: yeah yeah is it steroid muscle
1: no he so. looks naturally oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah he oh, that's actually good. he looks pretty good i mean good. he doesn't he doesn't look like he's done drugs or you know had a hard life
3: who's all the guys with the they all look like looked like the prince of saudi arabia with the beat with the perfect beards and Who's the, what's that team of wrestlers? I have no
1: idea. I <laughs> I don't pay attention. I just If it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah,
3: there's some pretty big pretty big guys in wrestling right now. Oh, yeah. They or are steroids, real? yeah. They're just naturally big dudes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, And good-looking. and good looking. A lot of ones are good-looking. That wasn't when I was a kid, I guarantee <laughs> you that.
1: Like, they look like the, the Prince crushers. of Saudi Arabia.
3: Oh, really? The guy who rules. Have you ever seen this picture?
1: Oh, the prince, yeah. the real prince. Yeah, oh, looked, yeah, he looks they look like, like a, him. He looks like a GQ model. Yeah, they look like him. These guys, these wrestlers. Oh, now. wow. Yeah, it's you know, I I love the old wrestling, like the old WWF days with Andre the Giant, oh, yeah, they Hulk the Hogan. There in our childhood. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who was one of my faves.
3: People, a lot of people don't like Hulk Hogan, but whatever you think about him, he's the guy who put put it on the map. Oh, yeah. But- Hulk Hogan put wrestling on the map, right, in my opinion.
0: Oh, I think he certainly helped a lot yeah. there, no doubt about well, that. Well,
1: let's ask Officer Dave what he thinks about
0: Officer wrestling. Officer Dave. Yeah, you're a steroid case. Let's talk to you.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine how big I'd have been if I taken steroids? <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah, you'd have been sizable. There's no doubt about it. You would
1: have been a
3: building. Speaking of that, how big of a baby oh, were you? Oh, my God. There's no way.
0: How no big,
2: way in heck.
0: How big were you when you were born?
1: I was, I was normal size. I was 8 uh, pounds, 13 ounces, something really? like that. Really? Really? That's pretty yeah. big. Well, that it's not 22 yeah, pounds. Yeah, but not huge. huge. <laughs> yeah. It's on the bigger end, but not 22 huge. pounds. Well, that's insanity.
2: Indeed. So, yeah. But, yeah, that, that whole lifestyle, like Nick said, was just the cocaine, the drugs, the booze, the yep. steroids, yeah. the, all that stuff. I'm no. glad he didn't, Tommy. That way, you know, you'll make it to, you'll make it to 110, like you were talking about with Doc no. yesterday.
0: Your heart I thought it was build. 150. They'll still be on no. KQ. They'll <laughs> still be doing a morning show on KQ. So listen, this is an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll be fantastic. I can't wait. that would be perfect. Yep. All right, Bill, when are you coming in so, again? When do you want me? Well, whenever you can come, make it come when on I, on
3: Wednesday when I'm here dude I work on Wednesdays Nick Some mm-hmm. on us have jobs. don't yet don't they have that blue flu going around
2: lately oh my god <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go that, that's
0: real nice
2: not quite yet not, not yet, no. quite gotten that well, not in your you department anyway
3: I know Minneapolis has had a lot yeah, of cops with the flu <laughs> we're, we're
2: too we're too damn small for that we're yeah. down to we're down to trying to fill four shifts with three cops we got one on
3: maternity leave. I saw yesterday there was more active shooters in the city of Minneapolis than there was police on duty.
0: (laughs) There's a shock.
3: How'd that ever happen?
0: Doesn't surprise me. Are you on your cell phone right now? Yes, I am. What if it gets defunded while you're talking?
2: Oh, this is my personal
0: Personal. one. Oh, so it won't get defunded by you.
2: No, well, unless it's by me. Uh, if right. I get thrown out the window one of these days.
0: Well, you got to get in here before, before, sometime before Christmas. you got to come in and do a show. So figure out what's good for you.
2: All right. All right, man, I will do that. Thanks, you guys pal. travel safely. Have fun in Nashville. Love you all. Take care. Love
0: you too, pal. We'll talk to you soon. That's going to do it. Talk to you, uh, actually, not until next Tuesday or Wednesday. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. again, if I don't get to bed till ten o'clock Monday night, there is no way I'm doing a morning show. But I'll probably do the podcast. Okay, Perfect.
1: just Go let in. me know Go so I know d- what's going do, on. They actually give you that option. I think Andy no. is planning on coming <laughs> in <laughs> okay. Tuesday, so he'll keep let you posted. Not do the show. Yeah, at, like, at least Tuesday. The flight it's gets just in just at 8, Kristen, eight o'clock. So. Then,
0: oh, then I'm gonna yeah. get all my stuff and get home. By the time I settle in and fall asleep, it'd be at least ten o'clock. And I get up at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's no hard to run on,
1: on five, five hours of sleep. No, no, so. It's hard when it you get terrible. older. It's
3: even harder. I have, I can't do it. I have to get well, at I least know. seven hours.
1: I get severe fairly. brain fog where I'm just like, I can't. Well,
3: I get severe grumpy fog.
0: Not
1: you. <laughs> All right.
3: Grumpy we'll fog. talk to you next week with the family. <laughs>